It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. job defending other than that I thought we were you know made it hard on them every step of the way um, the face-offs killed I think they won almost 70% of their face-offs so you're chasing the game a lot when you're losing that many face-offs but I thought overall we played a good hockey game all right good morning everybody and welcome as it's a Sunday morning here on morning tide presented by Coors Light on the Sharks audio network the San Jose Sharks playing a much, much more competitive game of hockey in front of Magnus Krona than we had seen previously in the year. Obviously, he came in in a game in which it was a blowout back in November against Pittsburgh, and I do not put him um, at fault in that game because that was just a bad game by the Sharks all the way around. If you're giving up 10 goals, if you're dropping double digits at home, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. And, you know, he only gave up four goals in that performance, to be fair to him. And then the other game he had was against Edmonton, in which the Sharks just apparently did not feel like playing defense in front of him, and that game got away very, very quickly. But last night, um, he was very, very good. You give up two goals, and you see 38 shots. You have a 947 save percentage. You have a much, much better performance in the game by him. Even though the Sharks were outshot uh, wildly in this game against Dallas, you saw Magnus Krona put up a very good effort, and you saw the Sharks across the board as a team put up a very good effort. And I think that was a, a point of emphasis going into this game that the Sharks knew the way they had played in front of Krona previously was not good enough for a guy who was essentially asked to help stop the bleeding against Pittsburgh and then making his first start against Edmonton. So it's good to see a response in that capacity. That's what I will always look for from a team is, are they stepping up? Are they giving their players a chance to have their best game around them? And I think for the previous two games that Krona had played, the answer was no, the Sharks were not giving him that chance. But uh, last night's game was much, much different. The Sharks played a, a more sound game. The turnovers were not as glaring. They overall looked like they had a, a better idea of what they wanted to do. And so I'll take that game any day of the week compared to what they had done previously with Magnus Krona. And Magnus Krona, you know, to his credit, he had to deal with a number of tough saves early on. He came up with the big saves. I mean, that's something that goalies in the NHL are asked to do. And I think that right now, as we enter this period of uncertainty with the Sharks and their goalie situation, in which there could be a trade. I know that Kapo Kakinen has obviously been bandied about as a, a trade rumor. And if that comes to pass, then the Sharks need to know that they have somebody else who can step up and go in there. And you're going up against Dallas, who has one of the best records in the NHL. They are a potent team. They are one of the best teams in the NHL, I do believe, at this point. 
and you are asking him to have a game where you know you're going to have to be very good because Ottinger on the other side is going to keep them in it. You know, he's not going to let the game get away. You're probably not going to do a lot offensively. And Krona rose to the occasion. Uh, two goals, one of which was a power play. I don't really blame him for either of the goals that went in. Um, I think that, yeah, he probably could have made heroic stops on them. I'm not going to uh, deny that. But I didn't have a problem with either of the goals that did get past him. So from that angle, Magnus Krona, to me, that was a job well done. The issue, obviously, beyond that is the Sharks getting more offense. But And we'll get into this a little bit later. But Magnus Krona, you know, he talked about having fun in the shootout. He talked about having fun in the game. And I think that's important to hear from an athlete who is being put into a difficult situation. Not that Magnus Krona is not a professional. He is. Not that he's getting paid to do this. He is. But I definitely look at the idea of, is this player rising to the occasion? When he talks about having fun in a shootout, when he talks about, you know, liking seeing shots, like that means he's up for it. That means he's ready to take on the game. And so from that standpoint, uh, I'm glad that Magnus Krona got to have a much better performance than what we saw previously. I think that you are looking at a guy who's getting a chance, who's getting the opportunity. And that's something that we like to see in the NHL, especially as we're now, you know, 59 games gone by. Today is game 60 against Minnesota. You're going to see Kapo Kakinen in there, and he's going to have his chance today to have a, a good showing. But, you know, for Magnus Krona, you've got a chance to develop him. You've got a chance to give him this opportunity. And it's something I've talked about all year long. Give these younger players, give them time and the opportunity to develop and get a chance at the NHL level. And that, to me, was what the Sharks did in this game is Magnus Krona got a chance to de develop his game. It was not a, a situation like his previous two appearances. And so I think now he has experience that he can draw upon, which you're, you're always looking for. And the Sharks probably have a better idea of what he can be when they play really good hockey in front of him. And then, you know, they see this Dallas team again on Tuesday night. So they'll have a pretty good idea of what works and what does not work. So all in all, you know, you're making the most of a bad situation. That is the shark season. And you are able to have a competitive game across the board against one of the best teams in the NHL. And, you know, to the sharks credit all year long, I think they've played really good hockey against the upper echelon teams in the NHL. That doesn't mean that they have not had some stinkers against the, the good teams or the great teams this year. They've had stinkers against almost every level of team in the NHL this year. But you know, there are built-in excuses when you're going up against a team like Dallas of why a game should get away from them, uh, but it didn't. You know, in this one, instead, it was William Eklund getting the Sharks on the board first, and, you know, his game is heating up a little bit in that capacity, and I'll take that any day of the week. Again, William Eklund, he is not, um, you know, dealing with a massive amount of talent around him, and he's creating the most opportunity that he can on that first goal. I love the fact that as he goes hard to the net, he gets a chance to make his own rebound and put it back in. That's heads-up awareness. That is just him making things happen, asking questions of the defense, which is something that we will always get in about. But, you know, William Eklund now to score again in this game, that's something that you like to see very, very much because William Eklund needs to build that confidence. He's in a tough situation with where the Sharks are right now, but that's two straight games with a goal for William Eklund. And hopefully that as we get deeper and deeper into the year, the scoring will become more and more, um, not effortless, but it'll become more of a natural thing for him to be doing. It'll come with a little bit more ease and it should come with more ease because William Eklund is gaining more and more experience across the board in the NHL. He's been out there all year long and that's exactly what you need to have happen. And uh, for me, watching William Eklund get that goal, uh, that was just another great play by him. Philip Zadina, he's been heating up as we get deeper and deeper into the year. 
And I hope that he's giving himself a chance with the Sharks for next year because he's on a low contract, $1.1 million. I think that the Sharks are still going to be in a situation where they are going to be looking at players with, um, you know, lower contract, higher value situations. And I think Philip Sedina is trying to give the Sharks a reason to bring him back next year. Philip Sedina obviously has a high level skill set. I don't think it's really worked out for him up to this point of his career, uh, but he's been making the most of it as of late with San Jose. He's gotten stronger as the year has gone on. I think it's been a tough situation for anyone where you're going to a new team, where a new team is a collection of new faces. That doesn't always lend itself to cohesiveness and the maximization of anybody's game. Um, but, you know, watching Philip Sedina uh, get a goal in this game, continue to put points on the board, that's something that you ultimately like to see. And the Sharks continue to give themselves a chance in this game. They're up one nothing, and then, you know, Dallas comes back and ties it 1-1. The Sharks take a 2-1 lead, and then in the third period off the delay of game penalty, uh, they score three seconds into the power play, and it's 2-2. And again, on the road against a team like Dallas, these are opportunities for the Sharks to let the game get away from them, especially when uh, Zetterland, when it looked like he was a little bit banged up, and, you know, I imagine he'll be fine for today's game. Uh, but when he had to leave the ice after he blocked a shot off his boot, it looked like, uh, and couldn't put any weight on his foot. That was a little scary moment for anyone. But, you know, all of these issues, all of these troubles, the Sharks never let it get away from them. To me, that was something that you were very, very uh, pleased with and impressed by, which isn't to say that I'm in love with everything that happened with the Sharks last night. And it's something that, you know, I'll go back to time and time again. If you've only, you know, given up one goal heading into the third period, that should be a game that you should win every single time, and so that uh, that will uh, that will anger me a lot. You know, just the fact that you only give up two goals through three periods that should be a winnable game every single time for your team. Unfortunately for San Jose, it was not. But that is that is my ultimate opinion. If you're at home and you've only given up two goals going into the third, that's a winnable game. If you're on the road and you've only given up one goal going into the third, you should be winning that game. Unfortunately, the Sharks are not at a level where that holds true right now, but I think there are things that they can learn from this game. They can see the competitive hockey that they played, even though the, the Dallas Stars did outshoot them. Um, you know, Dallas ripped off 38 shots over the course of the game. Uh, the Sharks did not match that pace as they only had 23 shots on goals. Stars dominated the faceoff circle, 43-21. Uh, Stars one for four on the power play, the big game time goal in the third. Um, the Sharks obviously spent more time in the box. Sharks did out hit Dallas, take credit for that, and they got more blocked shots. But, you know, Dallas was the better team out there on the ice. I don't think that was very uh, hard to figure out. But at the same time, the Sharks gave themselves a chance. The Sharks gave themselves an opportunity. And I think for me, that's the, the biggest opportunity that you're really looking for is that, you know, if you give yourself a chance, if you keep yourself in a game, you get something out of it, even if it's only a point. And I think that the Sharks uh, throughout the rest of the year are looking at opportunity, fight, battle, giving themselves a chance in these tough situations. And that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to get easier today as the Sharks are taking on Minnesota. Minnesota, obviously, I don't think any of us saw them having the team that they have been this year. I think that we expected them to uh, uh, be much, much better than they were. And so we'll see what uh, changes are coming for that team in the offseason. But right now, the Minnesota Wild, 
looking up at the wild card. They have not been playing great hockey all year long, and there are a multitude of reasons for that. But in going into this game on the second night of a back-to-back, there are built-in excuses for San Jose of why they might not have a great game today. But again, this is opportunity for them to prove themselves, and hopefully William Eklund can keep his momentum going, and hopefully Philip Zadina can keep his momentum going, and hopefully uh, Kapo Kakinen, after he did not have, admittedly, his greatest night on Thursday night at the tank. And ultimately, I, I you know, that's Capo's had many, many nights where he's been unbelievable and did not get the support that he needed in that game against Anaheim. He let a couple pass that he probably wants back, but I didn't think he played a bad game in any way, shape, or form. But I do think that he's probably looking for an opportunity to prove himself after that performance. And hopefully the Sharks play as well in front of him as they did against Dallas. And that's something that you would hope to see after watching how they played against Dallas. They clearly know how to play a cleaner and better game than what they showed uh, in the Thursday night and the Tuesday night games, and really a lot of the games they've played as of late. You know, Dallas, other than the game against Calgary, I would say that's one of the best games they've played um, as of late. They were better defensively. They were more careful with the puck. Uh, They just looked like a better team out there on the ice overall, and so hopefully they will be able to put themselves in a good position against Minnesota. But, you know, last night's game, again, my, my takeaways are that the Sharks can give themselves a chance against anybody. Magnus Krona showed that he can be a player, a goalie in the NHL, and I think that was encouraging. To me, having a goalie go up against a team as high caliber as Dallas and watching him have that performance, it's good to see as well. And then you know, you watch Luke Cunningham have a good game overall, and you watch Jan Ruda, in my opinion, have a good game. And you, you know, you saw you know situations where the Sharks got caught out a little bit defensively and didn't look flawless, but Again, they didn't crumble. They didn't falter. They didn't have the situations that they've had a lot in recent games where they did not continue to fight. We look at the last few games, and they've had those stretches where they gave up multiple goals in 90 seconds, two minutes, things to that effect. And that was not a factor in last night's game. So that I will look at as relative improvement uh, from the Sharks when what they've been as of late. Can they do it for a consecutive game? Can they give themselves another chance against Minnesota today? Again, the second night of a back-to-back when they're going to have reasons why they might not be able to put in uh, their best performance. Hopefully today the Sharks will be able to find a little bit more of their offense than they had against Dallas yesterday. Um, that would be my my big, big wish is for them to continue the uh, trend from one game to the next where they play just more sound hockey overall, uh, that they can add that with some offense. Offense, to me, you know, with the Sharks this year has not been their strong suit in any way, shape, or form. So I would hope that they are able to get that going a little bit early on. And you see how much an early goal on the road changes things. Instead of the Sharks chasing the game, uh, they were able to dictate a little bit more throughout the game. They were able to control things. Dallas obviously was ripping off more shots, uh, but the Sharks, you know, they made Dallas respond. They made Dallas react throughout the game by being up one nothing, by being up 2-1. And, you know, Dallas, credit to them for getting the shootout win. A shootout is a shootout. The Sharks may have walked away with a loss out of this one, but to me, I do not think the Sharks uh, played, quote-unquote, losing hockey in that game. The Sharks played good enough to win. They gave themselves the chance. They came out on the wrong end of a shootout decision. I will take that compared to some of the performances we've seen as of late from the Sharks. I will take a shootout loss against a really good Dallas team on the road as not necessarily a, you know, hooray, look at the Sharks, Stanley Cup bound, but no, I mean, they improved their game. All you can ask from one game to the next from the Sharks right now is are they making minimal improvements? Are they doing the little things maybe a little bit better? 
And in a lot of games lately, they haven't done that. They've had those lapses where they've given up multiple goals, you know, bang, bang in 90 seconds and two minutes apart. That wasn't a factor last night. They just did a better job defensively. They didn't turn the puck over the same way that they have as of late. They did little things better. And I know shocker doing little things better will lead to a greater level of play. You know, that's just how it goes in any sport. You do the little things, you give yourself a greater opportunity. All right, on the other side, we are going to get into some post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Well, they're really keeping it simple and they're playing at a good pace and they're getting pucks behind people when they need to and they're making good decisions and... You know, Ecky's playing really well, creating some opportunities for his line mates. Those two guys go hard. They keep it simple. And, you know, I just think they're doing a good job through all three zones and getting rewarding for it, rewarded for it offensively. Welcome back to Morning Tide on a Sunday morning. And we've got a second night of a back-to-back. Today, the Sharks in Minnesota, 4 o'clock go time. 3.30 pregame right here on the Sharks Audio Network. Dan Rusinowski and Brett Hedekin will be on the call. And so I think the Sharks have a great opportunity. And I want to see if we can get more out of Zadina and Eklund and Cunnan, like we heard David Quinn talking about uh, bringing us back in there. Those guys have been playing well as of late. And, you know, Eklund is scoring. Zadina is scoring. Uh, Cunnan, he's had some nice games since the break, in my opinion. And uh, Cunnan certainly got robbed by the post last night so that always makes things a little bit more difficult but uh you know the hard work is paying off for the san jose sharks that's the thing to me that you want to see it's like are they creating themselves opportunities is the effort they're putting out on the ice leading to chance creation and i think for those three guys it most definitely is more from quinn after last night's loss to the stars uh david quinn talking about the style of hockey they played and if this is what they're going to need to do with all the injuries they have from here to the end of the season. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of it against the Anaheim as well. We just, you know, the goals we gave up were too easy and tonight we did a much better job, you know, not giving up easy uh, looks. You know, obviously they had a couple, they're fast, right? So they caught us flat foot early and I thought we settled down and, you know, managed it well. Uh, their power play is very dangerous. You know, they think they had eight or nine chances on their power play and you know, like I said, uh, this is really how we need to play if we're going to have a chance night in and night out, and uh, we've done it two in a row. Now, I am going to push back on Quinn a little bit in the way they played against Anaheim just because I thought that they still weren't as clean as they needed to be. Anaheim is in the same relatively lower tier standing as the San Jose Sharks right now, even though Anaheim does have more points uh, on the board at this point of the year. But to me, the Sharks did a much better job of uh, handling the opportunities they got from Dallas. Obviously, Dallas did have some looks, especially earlier on, where Magnus Krona had to come up with some big saves. But the game against Anaheim, the Sharks still had the mental lapses where they give it up bang-bang goals. The Sharks still looked like they were not as comfortable throughout the entirety of that game. Never looked like they were really in control. Their effort was good. They responded from you know a, a 3-1 deficit to make it 3-3, and then they gave up a, a couple of goals. And you know, those are the things in the in the game against Anaheim where I'm just thinking to myself, eh, 
I don't really like a lot of what I saw. Uh, you can argue that this was a more conservative, safer game against Dallas, but uh, they gave themselves a chance. And unfortunately for the Sharks, you know, they did cut it to 5-4 to give themselves a chance against Anaheim. But, you know, that was, again, after you're scrambling to get back up into the game after you're down 3-1, even though you had an early one nothing lead. It just never felt like it was their game to control. And even though Dallas was the more aggressive team in this game, I do think the Sharks did more to give themselves a chance to walk away with at least a point out of this one, and that's what they did. They could have won it in overtime. Uh, they could have had uh, more breaks or bounces go their way throughout the course of regulation. It didn't go that way. Dallas is a very, very good team when you're growing up against a team that's at the top of the NHL, you are going to have a tough time getting a win unless every single bounce and break goes in favor of you. That didn't happen for the Sharks last night, but still, it was a much cleaner game in my in my opinion, and they gave themselves a much better chance of getting the win. To me, that's what it's all about, and I'll take the points out of this one. I think it was a much better game than Anaheim. Again, the effort in Anaheim was a step in the right direction, especially after they got blown out by New Jersey. I'm not trying to state that the New Jersey game wasn't significantly worse than what we saw against Anaheim. It was. The game against the Ducks was a step in the right direction after what happened Tuesday night against New Jersey. But, you know, this game against Dallas, I think, was much, much more a higher quality game than what we saw against Anaheim. Luke Cunning has been playing some good hockey as of late, as we discussed earlier in the show. David Quinn weighed in on Luke afterwards. Yeah, he had a good night. I thought he had a real good night against Anaheim as well. I, you know, he's been banged up a little bit, dealing with a uh, upper body injury, and it's starting to get better at healing. And you know, you can see he's playing with a lot more confidence and uh, conviction. And uh, you know, it's nice to see him getting healthy. Yeah, I mean, Cunning coming back from a major injury the way he did the ACL a year ago, it obviously takes time. And if you heard the interview I did with him uh, last week, you know, he talked about it. Yeah, it's like you're healthy, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily the fully strong, tempered athlete that you were before the injury. And that, you know, we hear that a guy is cleared to play. That doesn't mean that they're always right there where they were when the injury happened. And, you know, I think for Cunning, obviously it's been a long road back from that injury, but he's found himself in a good situation now where he's healthy and he's dealt with some little bumps and bruises along the way as of late. He's probably had some nagging, um, you know, soft tissue stuff that's been slowed him down a little bit, but he's been able to play through it and he's been playing good hockey. And I think that to me is the most important thing. And, you know, Luke Cunning, I think with this Sharks team does not always get the points that he deserves despite the effort and the chance creation that he develops, but he works how to, hard out there two-way player um, and I think that type of mentality is why he has uh, an A on his sweater now and you know you're looking at the guys that are down for the Sharks the captain Logan Couture Tomas Hurdle being out you need those leadership guys out there and Luke Cunning is a guy to me that leads uh, by example on and off the ice I mean off the ice he's doing stuff with his Luke Cunning type 1 diabetes foundation and that to me you know I, I've told told you guys a million times before that I see him meeting with families after games I see everything he's doing it goes on beyond this behind the scenes that to me is always going to make it easier to root for somebody. Uh, but when you combine that with the effort that he shows out there on the ice, uh, it's hard to argue with. And uh, I hope that Luke Cunning continues to stay healthy throughout the remainder of this season. Like you heard Quinn allude to, he's had some bumps and bruises as of late. That's part and parcel of playing hockey in the NHL. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But Cunning, again, coming back from that ACL injury, being a leader out there on the ice, showing the fight, drive, and desire. I think that's something that his teammates appreciate, his coaches appreciate, and also the fans appreciate. Quinn was asked about giving Cunning the A. Yeah, he's always been a guy that's so well-respected no matter where he's played. And, you know, 
this is no different here. He's a guy that we lean on from a coaching staff standpoint. These guys respect him, um, and he certainly earned it. The Sharks stepped up for Magnus Krona after playing very poorly in front of him in the last couple appearances that he was able to get out there. Obviously, the game against Pittsburgh, the start against Edmonton. Uh, David Quinn talked about his team stepping up for Krona and giving him a much better shot. Well, we want to play better regardless of who was in that, but I think our guys really felt bad about what happened last time he was in net. You know, we kind of left him out to dry and didn't really give him a fair chance, and I thought we did tonight. And I think that's all anybody as a goalie is asking for in the NHL. The goalies know they have to make the big stops. And Corona did that in this game. I think the goalies know what their job is. But when your team disappears in front of you, and that's the way I put it specifically in that game against Anaheim, that's going to make your life significantly more difficult. And the Sharks needed to be better in that game. They weren't, unfortunately, um, in the game against Edmonton and the game against Pittsburgh where Corona was there and got his chances. They did not support him the way they should have, but last night was the type of response that I think the team needed to show, and I think that's indicative of the team being aware of themselves and how they performed previously. They know that it wasn't good enough. They know that they needed to do more to give themselves a chance, and so you know that's what you're hoping for from the Sharks going forward this year. You give themselves the opportunity to have their players play their games, and they did that for Krono last night, who played, in my opinion, maybe not the greatest game we've ever seen, but... For me, it was enough to give the Sharks the chance in that game. And so looking at today's game, Kapo Kakinen obviously going to get the start. We don't know the lineup changes as of yet uh, to see if there will be any changes. I imagine there would be from one game to the next. But, you know, we look ahead for this schedule for the Sharks, and it continues to be busy and busy and busy. Uh, they've got Dallas coming up on Tuesday, and then it's the Islanders on Thursday, and then Ottawa with the Saturday afternoon game on the 9th. Then they go out on the road. This is going to be the East Coast. This is not going to be easy. It's Philadelphia. It is the Pens. It is Columbus. It is Chicago. And it is Nashville. And they don't get any time. You know, it's every other day. And they're back home against Tampa. That's going to be a tough game. Then they're hosting Chicago. Then they're hosting Dallas again. Then it's at Minnesota. And then at St. Louis uh, to finish off the month of March. That takes us into April. And again, the schedule just keeps on coming. A Monday night or you're hosting the Kraken and then you're going to be at LA, uh, or excuse me, hosting LA and then hosting the Blues and then hosting Arizona and then hosting Calgary. That's your last extended home stand of the season at Seattle on the 11th of April. Then you're going to be hosting Minnesota and then at Edmonton and at Calgary to finish off the season. So, you know, for me, it's about the maximization of what the Sharks can do from here to the end of the season. Can we see more time for Magnus Krona to see what he can do at the NHL level in multiple games? Can we see ultimately if Philip Zadina can find more consistency in this game and show more of what we've seen as of late? Can William Eklund also show more aggression and more ability out there from one game to the next and be a more consistent threat. Can we watch more out of Nikita Hochuk? Can we see more out of Henry Thrun? I mean, these are the things that I keep on coming back to, looking for these little things from the Sharks where you're wondering, are they going to give themselves a chance? Are they going to give themselves the opportunity from one game to the next to show what they're all capable of? That, to me, is the big one. It's trying to see what exactly they can do from one game to the next and seeing if there's more consistency, seeing if there's more fight, more drive, 
All of these things are what I'm looking for from now till the end of the season because obviously this team isn't going to the playoffs. Uh, they are fighting for a draft spot right now. They're looking for the lottery pick. They want the number one overall. I would love for the Sharks to get that. It would be great, um, but obviously that is not the only thing that's out there for San Jose. But right now, again, how do you make the most of the remainder of the season. And it's just trying to get the development of the young guys. And you only get so many opportunities like this. The Sharks do not want to be in an extended downturn. And I think that next year will be a better team out there on the ice because you'll have a more experienced William Eklund. You'll probably see more of Shakir Mukmadulin as he makes the steps in his career to take the, you know, the, the NHL at a more consistent level. You know, hopefully you'll see more from a lot of these younger players as well. And it's something we're going to see, you know, as we get deeper into the year, more of the young guys coming up. I don't know what exactly the plan is, but I'm sure after the deadline and probably as we get closer to April, we are going to see more and more from these younger players, from these guys. And, you know, hopefully they will give themselves the chance for the Sharks to say, yeah, this is a guy we want to keep around. This is a guy who we're going to give a chance to fight for a spot in training camp. And that's, you know, that's how it should be from here on out. Not that, you know, all these guys need to be in panic mode every day to play for their spot, but it should be a fight. It should be a battle for those minutes out there on the ice. You want guys playing for the contracts. You want guys playing for the crest. You want guys playing for pride. Even if the grand goal of the Stanley Cup is no longer part of the narrative, there is still a lot of play for for San Jose. And I hope that, you know, we do get to see that opportunity go deeper and deeper into the season for the younger guys, for the prospects, for the guys fighting for contracts. That should lead to a more competitive form of hockey out there on the ice. Uh, last night against Dallas, that effort, that game, I'll take that. I'll continue to take that from San Jose night in, night out. And I hope it's something they can do more consistently uh, from now to the finish because, you know, it's pretty much every other day. They're going to be fighting. They're going to be battling. They're going to be in that position to give themselves uh, and their fans something to root for. And I think that last night is a game that you say, yeah, that effort, that was good. They didn't get the win, but it was better than what we saw against Anaheim. World's better than what we saw against New Jersey. And again, other than that, um, you know, win they had against Calgary, probably their best effort uh, other than that one since they have come back from the All-Star break. All right, we are out of time. I will be back with you on the buildup. You've been listening to Morning Tide on the Sharks Audio Network for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.